0: Good morning. Today is the Holy Trinity Sunday. As you know, as we began today, the church invites us to take a special look to our God. Now, when you talk about the Trinity, most people don't know what to do with it. I know that one time the pastor was preaching and asked separation, parishioner, so who can tell me what the Trinity is? And of course, everyone kept quiet. The pastor said, okay, now tell me what it's like. Then one of the ladies in the congregation put up her hand and says, "Father, I know what it is. The Trinity is exactly like my pastor. I don't see him during the week, and I don't understand him on Sunday. <laughs> but when we talk about the Trinity, it's God within Himself. There is a little book which I want to recommend. It's called the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Okay, this is a very simple book. Actually, it's only nine dollars, nine bucks." don't lose much, okay? So, if you have a Bible, put this next to the Bible, because this is the entire teaching of the Catholic Church. Whatever you want to know what the church teaches about everything, come to this small book. You'll get it. So, all of us, our life is a life of the Trinity. I guess most of us, when we are coming in, we made the sign of the cross, okay? What was that all about? It's the Trinity. We're proclaiming the Trinity, When we're baptized, how does our life begin? Through baptism, we're baptized in the life of the Trinity. But through all this, what we see, God has been communicating himself to the world. God has been revealing, letting us know who God is. And in doing this, God has been on rescue mission to bring us home, if you call it rescue mission, because very many times we walk away from God, and God come to rescue how far we've gone. So when we talk about the Trinity today, it's not, so, it's not a mathematical problem. I know some people try to use that. Oh, one time was one times one is equal to one. It's good, but it's iffy because it can easily lead you astray. But also some want to see the Trinity as the sun. They say the sun, like the Trinity, okay, the rays, is Jesus, the hate is the Holy Spirit, the Son is God the Father, all those images we use, they can be very good, but at times they cannot comprehend the entire truth, what the Trinity is. But God has allowed us, revealing through history, gives us a glimpse of who God is, because when we talk about the Trinity, is God within himself, one God, three divine persons co-equal and co-eternal. They share the equality and they're all eternal. There's no competition among them. There's no who's the best, who's the last. So God is a trinity of persons, a communion of persons through which all creation comes. And that's why God invites us to look at the trinity every day in our lives. When it comes our relationships, Does your your marriage reflect the Trinity? Because we know in the Trinity, it's love, okay? Non-competing love, okay? It's sacrificing love. Because the Gospel of John tells us Jesus as the beloved Son, okay? The Father is the lover. And the love they share between each other is the Holy Spirit. So the Father is is the lover. The Son is the beloved. The love they share is the Holy Spirit, So in every relationship, God did not create us to be independent, to be alone. God meant us to be in a communion with each other. But this communion at times, sin comes and ruptures them. Sin comes and brings in competition. Ask yourself, why is the church divided? The church is meant to be in communion with God and with each other. Why are our families divided? Why is our politics so divisive? Because we are not reflecting who we are supposed to be. All our life must come from the life of the Trinity, which is life giving. So, in the first reading today, we see in the Exodus Moses has the new tablets because we know what happened in the first tablets. As he came down the mountain, he found the Israelites busy sinning, worshiping a golden calf, and those fell and broke. And when they fell and broke, Moses went back into interested with God. So God comes and declares four things. The Lord is kind, is merciful, okay? Slow to anger, and faithful. So what does merciful mean? In the Hebrew, Rahamem, it, it doesn't mean just pity. Say, so, well, I pity you, poor thing. Okay, In this context, it means an act. So because you see someone struggle, an act of love is to do something. That's the mercy referring to. Because I'm in love with you, I'm going to do something about this situation. That's the mercy referring to in Exodus. Then it talks about faithfulness. Okay, the faithfulness God talks about is not just well I'm always around for you. No, is that God is slow to anger. If you read Psalm 130, it tells us that if God should count our sins, none of us will survive. He said, if I should take a record of all your sins, no one will survive. But it says with me is found mercy and forgiveness. So, that's who God is. God is communicating, revealing who he is through what he tells us and what he does. Then, when he says that that he is a loving God, is Hanan, which means that it's kind of like a mother leading out to a child, a baby. You know that the mother is giving the baby all the love he doesn't deserve, but also the mother expects nothing back. So that's the love God is falling to, like a mother's love. So we see these characteristics of God today in Exodus. This happens when the Israelites have sinned. God was going to wipe them off. But Moses interceded, and God says this is who he is, slow to anger, faithful, merciful. So what does this do, have to do with us? Those are are the characteristics of a trinity, Trinitarian God who is loving, who is kind, who is always reaching out to us. In the gospel now, we see a change of things. Jesus says, God so loved the world, and he sent his only son. Now, that was a very controversial statement because for the Jews, at the time, there was what they called territorial gods. The Philistines had their own God okay, the uh, uh, Assyrians had their own God, so were the Jews. Yahweh was their God, God alone. So when he says God so loved the world, it changes everything. It means it's no longer a God of only you, it's a God of everyone. That's why it was so hard for them to understand that. No, no, it's supposed to be our God, us alone. But Jesus says, no, God so loved the entire world that he sent his son. So, God's response to sin is sending his son. God's rescue mission is sending the son who also sends the Holy Spirit. What do we have to do with all this data we have? How do we approach the Trinity? Ask yourself, what does the Trinity want from us? To build our relationships on the love of the Trinity. If you're in love, if you're married, Look in your marriage and see, is there a trinitarian love in your marriage? Is there a mutual respect, patience, kindness? If you're in the church today, it's very easy for us to be right. I am right. I am right or wrong. But guess what? Right does not fix it. Even if you're right a hundred times, without kindness, without patience, it's useless. So the Trinity is inviting all of us to take a deeper look at all the relationships we have. It, can, it may be with relationship you have with all your choir members, your families, the catechists, the priest, the school. How are they formed by the love of the Trinity? It's teaching us to things. co echo, non-competitive, respectful, and kind. So let us take a deeper look in all relationships we have. Let it be friendship. If something is divisive, most likely it's not from God. It's personal. It's competitive. Because God is inviting us into a relationship with him and with one another and with the entire creation. When we love God with all our heart, as Mephi my, so my tells us, how do we respond to God's love? Very simple. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was naked, you dressed me. When I was a prisoner, you visited me. That's how we respond to this love God has given us. God has so lavishly given out this love, and he's expecting us, each one of us, to respond. How do you respond? Do you see God in a homeless? Do you see God in someone who comes to get food at our food pantry? Or we think we're just helping them? Do we see God at a child who's screaming and a mother is running out of the church? Do we see God in this child? My forgiveness is a solution. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was homeless, you welcomed to me. The Lord be with you.